Garage fam, welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR Race Recap. Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway, where Richmond stays rich, and uh, we were basically in Portland mentally. Brokemond. 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 That is a better one. Um, luckily, we have Hooters to uh, ease the pain in our stomachs. Shout out to Hooters, by the way. Right now, if you get over to order.hooters.com or download the Hooters app. You can use promo code GarageGuys. Save $10 on any order, $30 or more when ordering to go. And that offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. Tell them Captain Carryout sent you. And uh, we, we also have Dine and Dale here. Dine and Dale. Yeah, you know Dine and Dale's got you covered. I know we had a rough day on the track, but you don't have, a, don't have to have a rough day when you head to Hooters. If you spend $40 or more on any dine-in order at your Hooters location, you can save $10 off by just telling your Hooters girl about promo code GARAGEGUYS. They'll add it to your receipt. They'll take care of it for you and do the rest. This offer is valid at HOA locations and valid for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. So go to Hooters, tell them Dine and Dale sent you, get $10 off. But... We talk about Brokeman, then you get Hooters involved, save some money there. Uh, I actually enjoyed this race. I enjoyed the weekend. Both races were good. I appreciate the more traditional aspect that Richmond provides, and the strategy was was incredible on Sunday, and that was the biggest player in this race. A lot of strategies, um, as Will Ferrell once said, as Alex Trebek on SNL. Uh, great, great skip, by the way. I, I love strategy. And, you know, Dale, Dale and I were leaving Richmond last night after this race, and we're going to get into bets. We're going to get into DFS. We're going to talk about the race and how it all played out. But the, the one thing on the forefront of my mind right now is we're talking about how people think this race is boring. And I love the fact that you have a race – or multiple races really in the season where it really does boil down to having to have a team aspect, a true team aspect where you have to do things at the right time. It has to be perfectly executed. And that's how you can take advantage of your opponents on the track. And we were debating, you know, cause I had my window of time where, you know, I was uh, off in baseball and skateboard land before I came back to the NASCAR uh, lifestyle and uh, we were debating whether this makes you a traditionalist or just a strategician. Um, so I guess maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Richmond, and I talked about it all week long on any any single show we did, any appearances we had, that this we will see return to normalcy because Richmond boasts at year to year. I know last year was a little different with the Bowman race, having a late caution where he snuck up and stole it. But that was a huge anomaly. When you look at Richmond, you always have long green flag runs, minimal cautions, uh, really strong tire wear, and we had a couple cautions that really changed this race at the end of stage two, and it really allowed it allowed William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick to ultimately take this race over for Martin Truex Jr. So I look at it more of a traditionalist aspect, and apparently a lot of people are complaining that the broadcast just didn't paint the strategy picture well. I don't know because we were at the track and had limited coverage on that end, but apparently the, the broadcast didn't paint it as well as people wanted to. People who were understanding what was happening with strategy who were watching from home. But, I mean, that call, 
by I think Chris Rebell was on the same strategy, but he was a little further back. But that call by Chris Gaypart and Rodney Childers to pit with what forty five laps to go was insane. And it worked perfectly. You will just never, almost never see a green flag run happen in today's Cup Series. And, I I mean, I can't recall this happening much even back in the day where drivers were able to unlap themselves and in one green flag run unlap themselves and pass everybody and take the lead. That is insane. And you won't see something like that very often, ever. So I really respect and appreciate how much strategy shaped, strategy shaped this race. It's just beautiful strategy and execution by Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick's teams. Yeah, for sure. And and to speak more to like you know Joe Gibbs racing as well. Like we talked about that all week. Like obviously it's Joe Gibbs you know playground. It's been that way for forever. Great call on the return to normalcy. We we did see a lot of things that we didn't, you know, I personally didn't know if it was going to be that way or not, or if we were just going to continue to see, you know, the wild shit that had been going down this season. But apparently Joe Gibbs Racing had a new choreography they were using uh, in the pits. Uh, the the history was made with Kyle Busch's team yesterday. I think it was a pit stop ever nine nine one nine point one seconds for a pit stop. And so with Joe Gibbs trying this out, it was risky, but it paid off. And I mean, it paid off huge for Denny Hamlin, Chris Gavehart, man. I mean, that's that's the one wild thing about this race that we did not see coming was we knew that Denny, you know, could get it done and has done things like this in the past. But for him to just be running the dog shit times that he was running and then be able to strike back, it's just that how can you not just enjoy that aspect of just competition? Now, from a betting perspective, it's frustrating because I I was on Bell, I was on Truex for bets, and Denny Hamlin out of the, all four JGR drivers really sh- struggled the most out of all four of them. Collectively had the worst green flag speed on average. At all four guys, and man, they just had a, an excellent call when they decided to do, to do something different than the leaders and pit after one of those miscellaneous cautions, and it, it completely flipped the race for him and William Byron, who were both at the time running 11th and 12th, 11th and 13th. I mean, we're non-factors at this point. So from that standpoint, it's frustrating, but I just can't help as a traditionalist and, and see to see a long green flag run finish this race out no cautions that shaped an overtime finish that we've seen all year long. It provided a return to normalcy, but also something different at the same time. It's, it's It was a really unique race. Yeah, next time that we're uh, in Richmond, I think Dale and I have decided, we, we did a, uh, a thing with WinBet yesterday, and we were chilling up on the booth. We were talking with Mike Bagley, Chris Long, and we were going over like you know our thoughts about how the race was going to play out. Obviously, me, Dale, and Chris were on Martin Truex, and we thought that it was going to happen. I had literally made up my mind with, like, 10 to go. Like, Truex is going to win this race. We go to head out there to the pit box. And then it it shows up the way it does where we were like, okay, we got to pivot to Harvick now because we did have Harvick plus 1,800. And that was going to be badass to see that because we haven't seen that in a minute. But anytime we're at a racetrack from here on out and there are just, like, a group of just drunk-as-shit guys that scream a random person that is a lock to win a race probably should listen to those really inebriated guys. We got to get footage of that. Some I know there are people out there filming. <laughs> that one guy was yelling 
while we were up on stage. Denny Hamlin's going to win. Lock City. It's a lock. Like, he was doing, like, a lock symbol with his hands of Dude. some sort. Like, Dude. probably had at least 18 beers before 2 o'clock p.m. and was just screaming. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. He was the one guy we, we really didn't talk about because I just didn't see enough out of practice and qualifying to make me think he had the speed in his car. And for the first three-fourths of this race, he did not have the speed in his car to win. I mean, plain, you know, straightforward. Um, so that was tough, but... Yeah, I think uh, there are incredibly inebriated people out there that are better at doing our jobs than us. Yeah, gut, he had uh, like gut boy energy on steroids. He had a lot of yeast in his belly with you know gut boy energy. You know that probably determined that. You know, so it's like yeah, I guess sometimes it, when your brain cells are, are having a tough time working, you can just just blurt out the most random thing you can think of based off of just likability in a driver, or maybe not even like likability. I don't even know what you would consider that. A lot of people don't like Denny. So he yeah. was in his hometown state, though home one of his home tracks, and so we tend to avoid he got that. Some cheers. He got some cheers. Um, and he had a good track history. He, just like Logano and Truex, had been really dominant at Richmond over the past eight or nine races. But the big key here was uh, during time trials, Truex had speed. Logano had speed. Both were very good in the long runs. And Denny Hamlin, I just didn't see it enough. One thing, though, that, uh, that pisses me off and I guess could add something is Denny never posted a 10-lap average in practice. He had a 5-lap average, and he was like 13th. But never had a 10 lap or a 15 lap consecutive run like these other guys did. So you did lose a little bit of data uh, potential there. Um, but what was my train of thought that I had on Hamlin? Damn it. I don't know. It's okay. I just, I'm just so. Trains roll hard I'm just sometimes. So upset about how that race played out from a betting perspective. Like you said, we had Harvick too. So um, in three Cup Series races, I've been handicapping since 2021. I've had the runner up finish in all three. All three. So Richmond has been my worst track. I did pick Ty Gibbs to win Xfinity, but I mean that's like a I mean, I had him and Nemechek the two favorites. So you can't really brag about that. Like it was those they were the class of the field. They were the favorites for a reason. Like that's the first race I've gotten right at Richmond on picking a winner ever. So this track has just been tough to me. It just really, really fucking hates me for some reason. That's why Richmond stays rich, dude. That, that's why it's Good in the point. name. Good point. It's in the name. Uh, we got to defeat it, though. Collectively, uh, most people I saw on Twitter posting stuff were upset, like did not have Denny Hamlin. Shout out to and Exit, though. Exit did, though, dude. Exit had a day. He, he cashed a lot of bets, man. He had Hamlin top Toyota. Plus Harvick, 1,100. Harvick top Ford. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For Denny, I think that was a kicker for some people who – Looked at odds and saw Denny was so undervalued. I mean, I think Winbet actually had a boost for him at plus fifteen hundred. So Whoa. Denny Hamlin at Richmond with all of his success there at plus fifteen hundred is pretty crazy. But man, if if just one of those cautions doesn't fall where Cindric spun out or I think it was Cody Ware that had wrecked, then we're not even talking about this. Like yeah. we're not even talking about this. Once again, right Austin Cindric finds ways to to fuck to us. kill us. Yep, yep, yep. It's completely. Thanks, Austin. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, moving, moving more into just like the, the weekend itself. Uh, we, we rolled in pretty, uh, pretty early Saturday morning after, uh, the drive of a lifetime where my eyeballs basically were duct taped open. 
Uh, and so the weekend went by like very fast, honestly. That was one of the fastest race weekends I think that I've ever experienced. Everything was just thrown together quick. Uh, wore a Winston, uh, Jameis Winston jersey to bring Winston back. That was cool because Richmond itself is a track. This was a track me and you were really not that, you know, hyped up to go to. I don't even think we originally planned on going to this race. And I will say this much. I really dig the city. I like the vibe in Richmond. And I like the vibe at the track, too. I mean, it was pretty low-key and chill. They have a great infield there. Um, shout out to uh, the, the Quinoa in the media center. That was great That food. was good. That was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I um, we went and watched the Final Four, uh, Duke in yep. North Carolina. Lost my ass on Duke. At a bar. I had the over, so I won that. But that Only one. Didn't few, and far, few and far in between. But I, um, I like the bar life out there. It, there's some good college bars in that area that are that are nice and good vibe going on it's actually i didn't realize richmond is literally right next to virginia uh vcu virginia commonwealth which is like a huge basketball school so they uh we like pass their stadium and stuff and I, it hit me i was like oh that's vcu like big uh a shock of smart took them to the final four a few years back you know uh for all the basketball guys out there that that remember that so yeah the the i'm not sure about the camping as much we walked around a little bit and it was pretty chill. Um, I do like the infield facility in Richmond at the racetrack. They, I guess they've had a renovation recently, and it's actually pretty nice in there. It's pretty nicely done in there uh, in the infield area. So, yeah, overall it was a, a fun, chill weekend, like you said, really quick. We rolled up really late um, Saturday morning after – we had like a what a fourteen hour drive from Mississippi. Yeah, it was rough. So it was yeah, it was not the most fun thing, especially for Chase because he he drove the whole time. Yeah. I am not shout out to duct tape. Yeah, I'm not experienced <laughs> enough to drive an RV just yet, but it's gonna happen. It's soon. coming. It's gonna dude. have to happen. You so. you will become a truck driver. We'll get you a piss jug. Like we'll we'll get it all. I have the haircut for it. You I have, do. I have a common haircut for for truck drivers all across the United States of America. So I'm wearing wearing this like I've um, got the look to do it. Wearing this lumberjack flannel, I'll just let you borrow it while you drive. Yeah, you'll be ready to go. We just gotta get you some boots, though. We I gotta, gotta find your boots. Someone stole your boots. By gotta the way. start dipping tobacco and 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 smelling like shit too. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, ooh, maybe you shouldn't have gone there. No, actually, yeah, no. I used to work in the industry of serving truck drivers, so bottom you know, musk I can talk. in the pilots. I can talk. Yes, the loves. Yes, absolutely. Big musk energy. That that just you know it happens. Like I'm I'm pretty fortunate to uh to like to shower regularly, so yeah. it doesn't happen to me as often. But also these guys are like on are on uh like probably pretty strict time constraints. So oh yeah, like they gotta go. They're traveling across the country. Like I get it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of butt sweat. Yeah, a lot of that. So. Uh, that, I think that's a song, uh, actually, by some low-key country guy. Uh, they can't help. Had it on Pandora. They can't help the VO. It's okay. You know, you got you to you figure out a way. They keep this nation rolling. They might they might not smell the best at all times, but they do keep this nation rolling. I'll, they do. I'll give them that. Anytime they go through Virginia, though, like the one big thing about Virginia, they say Virginia is for lovers. You're probably not going to get a lot of love smelling like that um, if you do roll through there. And by the way, Virginia is actually for lovers. I saw mass amounts of PDA on the streets. Uh, a lot of tonguing down. I saw some on. on. I saw uh, some at the racetrack, but that's. I feel like that's. You can see that anyway. Yeah, remember, track. remember that People one time. Drinking, it's like yeah. We were like walking. There was just a random couple at a bench, just like basically, just like right, just about to just just have sex. That right was. There. 
wasn't that was on Saturday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was when we were going to do the pod. Yep. They were yep. just they were just there, you know, they didn't care. It's for lovers, it's Virginia, yep. you know. What, makes sense. What are they gonna do? Um but yeah, so Denny Hamlin gets all the love this weekend in his home state. That's there. We talk about a little bit of uh of, of the DFS day. So the one thing for me with, with making these lineups is the I think the only like really good pick that I had talked about this week was uh Austin Dillon in my article. So I kinda got obliterated. But uh you know, w- there was a lot of people that were on Brad Kozlowski. You know, there were some people on Bowman, and you and I didn't really think Hendrick was going to show up the way they did. I did end up rolling with some Willie B, uh, a good bit of Willie B in lineups that, that I had based off of my four picks that I had. I would kind of throw him in there for salary reasons, and that paid off decently. So I had an okay day. It wasn't the worst day. I did profit a little bit uh, just based off of the uh, the variance that I had. But I want to go over the uh, quickly the winning lineup uh, for the Chrome Horn in the 4K, so I was doing some comparisons last night, and yeah, the uh, the Austin Dillon thing was like almost really not supposed to happen, but it did. Shout out to Austin Dillon top ten plus 180. Uh, the that was one of the the prop bets. I'm doing really good at props, but uh, but yeah, Blaney comes in 73.35 points. C Bell with 65.30. William Byron 84.45. Alex Bowman, 63.65, Austin Dillon, 51.25, and Brad Keselowski, 40.50. And I think just after saying that winning lineup right there, let's just go with the guy right at the ass end, Brad Keselowski. Definitely the big surprise. How in the hell did this guy do this in this car? Well, Busher, if you looked at – there's some loop data I saw where Chris Busher also had pretty good speed, so – they just they uh they just had a, a, a much improved week at, at Roush collectively with how fast the race cars were but yeah I mean it's tough to see it coming because you could look at the stats that Keselowski has here but clearly that info has been disregarded through the first six races of 2022 because of just the raw lack of speed in their race cars but uh, they they had speed this weekend and. It's that's so tough to predict because you Keselowski's been driving a car that's been running 25th to 30th every week, so that is definitely the biggest surprise for me. If you look at statistics about Austin Dillon, still back in the same car, same team, you could see a top 10, top 12 finish coming up. Uh, Christopher Bell, I was big on C Bell, he had a big a a close opportunity to win this race and kind of got shuffled back on one of those restarts and lost track position. He was in the mix all day. Alex Bowman, because of his place differential potential, getting it, kind of snuck into the top ten late. Uh, and who else was on there besides? Uh, we had uh, there was Brian Blaney, obviously. Blaney was, was in the winning lineup. Yeah, so he was. Uh, he he led. He just led so many laps. He led yeah. so many. He was just and had, had a the lot dominator. Yeah, dominator so potential. That that's yeah, that's a good play. Obviously, he in in lap averages in practice, he was he was untouchable. The data was there. So the data. Yeah, was I there. mean. All the guys that I feel like, or at least the narrative was right. The narrative was correct, and all the things that you typically see at Richmond, you're going to see again. And and regarding the big dogs eat and the typical front runners and the guys that win at Richmond, and Joe Gibbs Racing put all four of their cars in the top ten. So yeah, people did. were worried about what I was saying about. I think no doubt in my mind, Joe Gibbs Racing will return to championship form this week, and they did. Now. They 
Kyle Busch could have had a better run, too, because he got penalized for that tape deal, which is hilarious, uh, <laughs> and still came back to finish ninth. Literally had and a then, divider, like divider plastic on the front. Very just, you know, we were talking about that. Like, you just, you got to find a way to, you know, just make it blend. Like, uh, maybe use black just, tape next time. That it's, that whole deal was just hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, what was it, 200 seen, laps? Yeah, apparently <laughs> went a few, a couple hundred laps without NASCAR noticing and, and realizing that was a penalty, but... At the end of the day, like there's a lot of complaints about NASCAR. Like the teams are the teams know what they can and can't use. They have a rule book they have to look at. And everything is justified for a reason. So they just messed up and they know they messed up. So that's right. That's how, that's the way I see it. There shouldn't be much debate about it. But you know how this world is. They all blow it up, blow it out of proportion. The team messed up. They they just made a mistake. That's yeah. all it is. So you got you got a rule book, you gotta abide by it. You got plenty of time to look at it. Maybe they so. need to talk to Bob Pocker some more before the races because he seems to always have the rules on deck. Yeah. He yeah, tweeted he it out like three seconds after, so that was pretty wild. But I uh, want to talk about uh, some some bad beats, and you had probably one of the worst ones. Joey Logano oh, uh, finished man. 17th after starting 11th. We were, you, know, you were really high on him early in the week, and, and I did think he could have a really good day. One of the best short track racers in the NASCAR Cup Series. He just literally just – he would have had a way better finish. He just got screwed in the pits. What, did he run over a jack? No, the jack failed in their pit stop. So he pitted from second and was getting be- – like, I think Joey – and it, it would have depended on the strategy, you know, how, what what side they would have been on, which I think they would have been on the side with Truex. So he probably wouldn't have won, but definitely would have would have finished in the top five. And that was my biggest bet of the week was him to finish in the top five at plus 135. And it was in the cards all day. They were gaining speed as the day went on. They had no fall off, and they were getting faster and faster, making the right adjustments. And that's, you know, I attribute a lot of that to Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf had excellent success here with Brad Keselowski over the years. And now he's the guy over the box for Joey Logano. And since he has been, him and Logano have been great here together. And, and Logano has been great here with no matter who his crew chief was, whether it was Todd Gordon or him. So they had another great run going and just a you know a, a terrible bad luck pit road error. And that just when you lose track position here, it's almost impossible to gain it back because everything I talked about with long green flag runs, minimal cautions, uh, tire fall off prohibits the ability to pass like you would want to. So. Um, that sucks. Yeah, it's just one of those deals, man. Just a bad beat. He definitely had a top five run in the cards, and just bad luck, man. I will say this much about it. This is definitely a track where having a good crew chief matters, okay? Because a lot of people, based off of speed alone, Eric Jones started fifth. So many people were hammering the shit. I was one of them. I think you were someone that took a long shot, possibly talked about it. Very small play, yeah. But the top ten for Eric Jones, uh, like that was something that I was like, all right, yeah, I could probably see this happen. And this dude's fast as hell. He ended up finishing twenty third in this race, and I think a lot of it had to do with just pit stops and how the strategy shook out for them. So well, they they really they missed the mark somewhere on handling. Like you can have speed and practice and qualifying, but. If your car won't handle in long runs, I mean you're you're done for at Richmond. And Just a wolf. They were also in the in the second stage, strategy plays started happening where C Bell had stayed out when everybody else would pit to do a one stop strategy. Most everybody else was on a two stop strategy. Uh, the guys that were on a one stop strategy were Christopher Bell, I think Austin Dillon, Eric Almirola, Eric Jones, 
and it really didn't work out for most of those guys. It really worked out for Bell, but everybody else ended up getting lapped. And I know Austin Dillon made a good recovery to get a top 10, but Eric Jones and Eric Almirola both really suffered from that call. And plus, I mean, both did not have great handling race cars, but that strategy call when they got lapped at the end of stage two just killed their races, even if they did have speed. So, yeah, no, Eric Jones ended up being a disappointment. Um, you got to have handling and you got to be able to save tires and they just missed the mark on that end. So same, yeah. same kind of deal. I guess you would say for Chastain, a guy that showed up pretty early and like, looked like, okay, well, I was literally having a conversation with, uh, with, with Dalen, uh, before all of everything started. And he's like, Oh, get ready. You know, Ross can go back to back. And I didn't really feel that energy. So I'm glad that I kind of avoided it. I didn't think that he would finish, you know, starting from eighth, finishing 19th. But that's another one that happened there, too. And you want to talk about, like, the worst, just like, like, like terrible day that I've seen in a minute. And it seems like this has happened multiple times for this guy. Kurt Bush started this race off and, like, literally on lap one, like, just completely lost all power to his car. And I think that if if there's anybody that's going to experience this at least once, uh, you know, in a while, I, I feel like last season he had something similar happen. Or I think it was a wreck, though. Like he, the race had just started, and like something just completely broke when he was running the gear wrench. Uh, he was running the gear wrench car uh, when he was with uh, Chip Ganassi, and to see him have to go through that again. Anybody that played a lot of Kurt Busch yesterday in DFS or had any bets on him, uh, R.I.P. to you. Um, cause that sucks. There was one guy in our space. I did the, the racing space with, uh, Derek, you know, some of those guys, uh, Phil, Rory, Skybox, other NASCAR betters in the industry. And one guy chimed in the question was like, I'm feeling Kurt Busch top 10, man. And Oof. me and Phil, I think answered that one. And we're like, I wouldn't do it. I mean, and this guy was very, was very set on Kurt Busch top 10, Kurt Busch top five. And, I said, look, if I mean, if you have the intuition, like intuition is important sometimes, you know, roll with it. But if you looked at data, and obviously that was just a, a super bad luck deal, but I think data represented that that wasn't very likely to happen regarding his speed in 2022 and just his overall performance at Richmond entirely. So sounds like that guy I, had the intuition of a landmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but we, I guess. I don't know. We all kind of lost this weekend. Most of us did, it seems like. Yeah. So, but, yeah, Kurt, no, that's just very unlucky. I mean, I, luck is an important factor in, in all sports and can be in racing. And I like what uh, Mike Bagley said in our in our demo with uh, with Chris Long and him at the WinBet stage was we talked about the idea of momentum. Like, he, do, he does not believe in momentum because the car does not know what momentum is. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I don't know if Kurt really had momentum. I would say no, but that's an example of the car just bad luck, like just yeah. losing losing fuel pressure, losing Mike power, Bagley whatever it was. Something. Like, he yeah, something the to car us. does not always agree with the with the guy driving it and the people that build it. Until yeah. Mercedes starts putting their AI in NASCARs, we should probably avoid avoid sure, all, yeah. all all of the momentum talk, but. Uh, that was really interesting, and so I, it was cool to see. It's like we kind of like learned our lesson instantly from Mike Bagley. So maybe we should listen to Mike more. We should talk to Mike more. Yeah, often. and speaking yeah. of the momentum thing, like <laughs> if there was one guy that had the absolute worst no momentum at all, it was Denny Hamlin. <laughs> yeah, like he had no momentum. I mean, had a, has had an abysmal twenty twenty two, and then 
he gets a win out of nowhere essentially so yeah no i uh the, and by the way that was a lot of fun hopefully we get to do more events like that in states that are hosting tracks or hosting races where sports betting is legal yeah. you know hopefully we get more opportunities to be able to share some nascar betting knowledge with people at the racetrack and chris long former defensive end for the eagles and the patriots won two super bowls played collegiately at virginia that's a cool motherfucker Dude, i really like talking to him and guy. and kyle kyle's been a big nascar iRacing guy for quite some time those are some cool dudes and i hope to see them see them guys more at uh or see them at more racetracks going forward man they uh they they had a good time and chris got to drive the pace car and and play around with that and i think he's ready to be a driver now dude he was like tweeting i, I just followed him and started like keeping up with some of his tweets and like he was already like quote tweeting somebody he's like he's like you know uh every idea is open now because someone had said something to the extent of like do you, do you think you you want to go be a driver now or something he was just like it's all on the table yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, never rule it out yeah i think that motherfucker's too big but maybe they'll figure yeah. something out yeah with the seating yeah. issues they i mean if, if red dog is having issues with his seat like imagine the issues that that chris long would have with a seat bro he'd, comfortability. He'd, be, he'd be curled up like he'd literally be curled up like forward like a fucking moon like a like a crescent moon in the car just like, take I'm the trying seat to out. visualize it with my hands right now but you gotta put a like lawn his, chair in there his head would be leaned so far forward and his neck's up against the ceiling like just cut a hole hilarious <laughs> cut a hole out of the top of the i don't car. even know how they both fit in that little toyota that little toyota camry him and kyle were both in the car those are some big bastards man like, good lord but they they were both in there during the pace laps, and I, he said Blaney gave him a little bump. So, yeah, I would just want to see like if they ever decided to get into racing, like they would have to have their dad, they would have to have Howie in the in the in the box, like he would have to be their uh, their crew chief. Yeah, there you go. It's the only way, and like wh whether or not they were great or not, just seeing that scene every Sunday, my God. What a time! Spiky hair out, like he'd definitely be a visor guy. You have to have the spiky hair advisor. All the way. I, I think he should just let the let the hair go. No visor. Just yep. let, let it all hang. Let it all spike up. Yeah, I would he, say hang out, but it really does the opposite. Dude, he stand. would definitely make Matt Collig sweat with that hair. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, that. I think he would. I think he would. Hundred percent. Well, look, we are going to be in Virginia again this weekend. Martinsville is coming up. Might be doing some more events in Martinsville. We're not really sure yet. So stay tuned for that. We'll have the preview show up. Uh, hopefully, a little bit earlier than we did this last time appreciate y'all's patience as well as always and you know what while you wait for the preview show this week at some point just go eat at hooters okay before we go obviously we got to tell you again promo code garage guys you can use it for more than one thing but from captain carry out himself if you use promo code garage guys for your hooters to go orders you just go to order.hooters.com or you go down with the hooters app you can use promo code Garage Guys, save $10 off any order, $30 or more. And that offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders, $30 or more. So remember, you got to spend $30, you save $10 on to-go orders. And Dine and Dale, what, what, what's the deal with that one? Yeah, you know Dine and Dale has you covered. Tell them they sent you. You get any Dine and Order at Hooters, $40 or more. You can save $10 off that Dine and Order by just telling your Hooters girl about promo code Garage Guys, they'll take care of the rest. They'll take that ten dollars off. You save ten bucks, put it on our bets for the next weekend here at Martinsville in Virginia, and that—I that, mean—that's it right there. So it's it's a hell of a deal on both ends. But Dine and Dale, I got you covered. This va this offer is valid at HOA locations, redeemable for. 
food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. So, Dine and Dale, $10 off any Dine and Order, $40 or more. All you got to do is just tell your Hooters girl about Garage Guys, and they'll take care of it. That's easy it. as pie, easy as some spicy garlic bone-in naked wings, baby. Ooh, just the Daytona Beach wings. Ooh. I've gotten a little tired of the Daytona. I, I ate waffle fries. so many of them. You're not tired of those. Yeah, I, I still love the waffle fries. I need, I'm going to wait and get Daytona wings probably when we go back to Daytona in August. Yeah. The you know, loaded they got to eat them in Daytona. I'm thinking yeah. about loaded tots right now. Yeah, the lots of tots. You want to go Hooters for? Lots of tots. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. We should do it. We should probably go to Hooters right now. And I just also had another great idea before we leave. We're, we're just going to make this a thing now. If we're saving you $10, you might not get a lot of value on a lot of bets with $10, but we're, we're just going to make like a, a you saved money on Hooters parlay. And we're we're gonna we're just gonna title it that, and you like just that take idea. that ten dollars you saved and you put it on a parlay. We'll start making parlays. Yeah, actually, and the one bright spot in my betting card this weekend is I hit another parlay, Boom. another matchup parlay via DraftKings Sportsbook. By the way, I've been getting a lot of questions about this DMs. You can and see, I haven't been in every single state. I think you can in every state, but it could change on a state to state basis. It's really weird, but you can parlay. Driver prop head to heads on DraftKings Sportsbook, and that those are the parlays I have made all year long. I am now three for six on Cup Series parlays via the Action Network. See all my picks there, all of Chase's picks there, and yeah. So that was the one bright spot that kept kept me from getting absolutely slaughtered in the betting world this weekend. But so yeah, Hooters parlays. I like the idea. We we gotta we gotta figure one out for this weekend. There we go. We could incorporate all three series. We got Chuck Knight in America coming back Boom. on Thursday night, Friday night Xfinity. Ready to get my George sweat. Saturday night cup. It's going to be an awesome weekend. I'm so excited. I love night racing. Can't wait for it. All right, well, we will see you guys for Martinsville. If you're going to be in Martinsville, we'll see you then. This has been the Garage Guys NASCAR Race Recap presented by Hooters. Goodbye. I love you, Garage fan. Love.